You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. And once again, welcome back to the show, the best the best sports talk show in the state of Virginia, Saturday morning, Sports Talk 757, Saturday morning, Sports Talk here live on ESPN Radio 94.1. The coach, Ed Young, and as some people say, well, coach, you always say, coach, where do you coach? I'm at Nansman River High School in Suffolk. Been there a long time, as my agent, uh, Matt Hatfield, says. Uh, 12 wins away from 500, which simply means I've been around a long time, and I've been blessed to have the right people around me. And now I'm bringing in a coach who will be at 500 someday if she decides to stay in it this long because she wins them giant and big giant bunches uh, more so than I ever could. And uh, I'll probably be long gone and maybe coaching up up in the clouds when she does it. And I hope I'm not hope I'm not coaching where it's always hot um, and you have no no home games then. But uh, here is the, the the beautiful and one of the absolute most intense best coaches men or women, high school level. I'm going to dare say college. I've said this before that she can do it there, Dino. Uh, and that's Shonda Bailey, the head coach at Hampton High School, Lady Crabber. Shonda, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Now that you're on the air, I'm okay. We got you on. I think I told her last night the wrong time. And Shonda Stickler for detail. I should be as a veteran coach, but sometimes I change things. And she said, Coach, did you say 11.05, 11.25? You know I got things to do. So, Shonda, I, A, I apologize, and B, I thank you for changing the schedule, and we got you on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, um, big win last night. Yes. Okay. Well, well mm-hmm. let's do this first. For, for first-time listeners, again, Shonda Bailey, head women's coach at uh, Hampton High School on. This is your, what number of years is for you at Hampton? I think this is seven. You know, it starts to become all a blur after a while, but I think this is seven for us. Okay, so it's seven. seven. Now, have you been, is this your only head coaching job has been at Hampton High School? This is my, yes, this is the first head coaching job. I coached at Hampton um, as a head coach before um, years ago. Um, I was a JV head coach, and then I coached as an assistant coach there. Okay. With David Six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we remember David doing a, a, tr- a tremendous job with that program. So yes. you've been pretty much in your coaching career, Hampton High School. Well, no, I coached college basketball before. So I coached at Christopher Newport for a year. Um, then I coached at Hampton University for a few years. And I actually coached at the Apprentice School for a season as well. So I've, you know, I've been in the 757 coaching for a long time. But high school, yes. Hampton High School is the only school that I've coached as a in high school. I wouldn't coach at another school in a district, probably. Okay, Hampton now Hampton High School is it. Mm-hmm. That causes me to divert my questions. If the opportunity presented itself, and I know this is hard for some coaches to say, especially when they're very successful where they're at, mm-hmm. would you take a college position again? Um, if the uh, opportunity were right. Um, my father is older and you know I'm a primary caregiver so right now wouldn't be a, a good time and I have a daughter in high school um, so you know um, kind of just it would be a decision that would involve more than just myself but you know I have a passion for coaching. I love doing it. I love being around the sport so 
I think if the opportunity were right and the money, you know, was something that you couldn't turn down, you know, hey, I probably would be open to it. Well, that money has to be good. Now, that, that's definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> especially when you get to the level you're at where you're successful, money talks. Um, and, and, yes. and, and that's how we got to look at it. So let's just say any of the local college teams down the road, if you're looking to make a change, this is a young lady right here that uh, has that experience and needs to look at. Shonda, let's look at your, your squad for this year. I know you've got another uh, a team out there. You're not a braggadocious type person, so I'm going to brag for you. Uh, you've done a great job with these young ladies. You've got some really talented kids. You've got some kids that are being recruited. Let's let's talk about your squad. Anybody you want to mention? Um, well, you know, I think um, this year um, we pretty much have the same team. I lost one kid from last year, so um, – Kennedy Harris is probably our best-known kid. Well, definitely our best-known kid. She averages about 30 points per game. Um, she's committed and signed to George Mason. So um, she had a terrific year last year. Um, of course, everyone knows we lost, um, you know, and shouldn't have, but it happened. Um, but Kennedy, just awesome player. She had a great summer. She was recruited by... Uh, high majors, high D1 major um, schools, mid-majors, um, and decided on Mason. I have another kid that plays uh, EYB, EYBL basketball as well, um, Kalia Perry. We call her Katie. Katie is about 6'1". Um, she can play, you know, inside. She can play outside. She's only a sophomore. Um, she didn't get a lot of action last night. She was sick all week. And um, last night was her first night back into the rotation. But, you know, she helps us in the open court. She can handle the ball, go inside and bang. Um, we have a new kid that just transferred to us, uh, Jaden Hunter from Phoebus, and she's made an immediate impact. Um, very athletic, you know, can run, can jump, score around the basket, very aggressive. We have a kid, too, um, Asia from last year, she played with us. And this year, you know, she got off to a great start last night as well. Um, pretty much, again, the same team. I'm looking to get a lot out of our sophomore point guard, Drianna Foster. Very, very, very quick. Um, plays good defense on the ball um, and can shoot the long ball. So, um, you know, we I think my team this year, um, I like us a little better defensively this year than I did last year. I think this is the first year um, where my girls can really get out and play man-to-man basketball in-line to in-line. Um, we usually are a zoning team, zone traps. Um, we do a lot of zone traps, but this year um, they've just shown me that they've grown defensively. Um, we spent a lot of time working on that, so I like that about us this year. We're talking with uh, Shonda Bailey, the head women's coach at Hampton High School for the Lady Crabbers, long-time very successful coach, and then and again, when when I tell people when you when I go out and watch games, obviously I'm scouting usually scouting somebody we're playing, and I also watch very intently the head coach just to see what's going on on the bench, get some calls, get an idea of substitution mindset and whatever. And when I remember watching your girls play years ago, you played before boys game that I had scout, and people said I had to get there early because you won't get a seat. So I got there early. And normally, guys, coaches, as we do, we don't pay attention to the women's game playing. We're thinking about other things, talking to the crowd, whatever. I happened to watch Miss Bailey on the sideline, and I couldn't take my eyes off of her. A- actions on the sideline, <laughs> intensity on the sideline, 
let alone, and, and I'll say this with a red face, uh, it's a gorgeous young lady too. I have to put that out there as a male, I got to say it. But your intent, your intensity on that sideline, and your girls responded very well to you. And I'm like, I got to see this team keep playing. And I have watched your team a few times. I'd have to say I've watched your team play more than most women's basketball games combined in the past because I just don't have time uh, when I'm trying to get out and scout the guys. So you you are very intense when you when you play. And I have to ask you along those lines, when I coached women a long, long, long time ago, uh, my intensity sometimes scared them. Um, obviously, I'm male to female. That could have had something to do with it. In today's basketball, being intense, um, how, how how do you do that with the young ladies? Have you changed over the years in that? Is it is it because the girls know how you're coming across? I, explain that dynamic to to the listeners. It, it's definitely tough. I think the kids have definitely changed. Um, I think my assistant coaches and I do a very good job of just adjusting to the kids somewhat. Um, you know, we grew up playing old school basketball, of course. Um, six was my high school coach. So, you know, what he said went, you know, he fussed at you, you took it and, you know, that was it. it. Wasn't a lot of talk back. Wasn't a lot of negotiating, but I think the kids today, you have to reach them in a different way. So we still yell, fuss, you know, we're, like you said, we're very intense coaches. However, I think the difference for us is more relationships. So, you know, we don't hold on to it. So after I fuss, the next play is over. So you do something bad, I'm going to tell you did something bad. You did something good, I'm going to tell you did something good. So I think as long as you praise your kids with the fussing, I think they can take it. Um, you know, I'm also the coach that takes everybody home and we get Chick-fil-A. So, you know, they let I let them know that, you know, it's just a moment in basketball. I'm not holding on to it. And it's to make you better. We spend a lot of time talking, um, a lot of huddles. Um, I give my team quotes. Everybody on my team gets a quote every year um, that they have to say over and over and over again, you know, in our huddle because it's something that they need. And, um, you know, we just spend a lot of time just talking and building relationships, a lot of team building outside of practice, um, a lot of laughter, you know, just as well as much fussing, as you know, laughter goes on in our practice. So I think it's just if you want something out of your kids, you have to correct them and you have to be intense. Or else you'll just have a kind of, you know, lollipop basketball team. Um, kids need correction. And actually, I found that in my years, the kids want the correction. They want that. Um, so that's what we do. You know, I don't know how to coach any other way but to be intense. So if I weren't, you know, we wouldn't have a good team if we didn't demand, you know, a certain level of performance out of them. And again, this is, uh, we're talking with Shonda Bailey, head women's coach at Hampton High School, Lady Crabbers. And she made a comment, which means it's wild. I've always said, I got to go watch her practice. I'm going to, one of these days, I'm going to cancel my practice so I can go see her play. And here's the main reason, Dino. She takes the kids to Chick-fil-A. I'm an addict. Everybody knows. <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows. I wa I go buy Chick-fil-A and I say, not today. And three seconds later, yeah, give me number one upsize every okay. single time. So. When I come to practice, I hope that's one of the days we're all going to Chick-fil-A because I'm jumping in the car, too. You're more than welcome to come. Come on. And, 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 by, the, and, and by the way, I'm not paying either. <laughs> what? Now, that, I don't know. Uh, I see that. Well, see, true, maybe you're a guest. See you're that? Guest, so maybe we'll give you one free sample. See that, Dino? True yeah. lady here. See, she's not paying <laughs> when we go out. I, I can see that. I understand on that one. But but you're right on the intensity part. You, you made a great point. If you don't balance it, you can lose the kids. 
you can't just fuss, fuss, fuss. Because I think as coaches, we're guilty of sometimes it's always correct, trying to correct, correct, correct. And then when they do something right, they don't hear that they do something right. So in their mindset is, so I guess I'm always doing wrong when I hear from the coach. So if you don't praise when it's needed and you don't have that balance of laughter and, and joke a little bit on the side, with today's kid, you're right. You're going to lose him because here's the other thing. Back in the day when you played way, 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 way back when I played, there was no talk of transfer. You you got it done or you didn't play. You, now it's, okay, I'm going to go elsewhere. Oh, absolutely. These kids will switch schools on you in a minute. You know, it's a, uh, I don't know. It, to me, it's kind of ruined the game a little bit, but I mean, it is what it is. You know, the kids feel like I can go over here and get what I want. I can go over there and get what I want. The coach isn't starting me. I'm going to go over here and I can start over here, you know, but Hey, you, you know, you got to do a lot to stay on top. You got to do a lot to have kids want to stay at your school um, for some coaches, you know, it benefits them and, you know, other coaches pay the price. So, yeah, yeah, and, I, and you, we could talk about that forever. And by the way, Shonda has promised me that um, the next time I'm hosting and, and we, we got rid of Hatfield, she wants to come in. And I said, absolutely. Um, Dina will get you the money. We will get you set somehow uh, here. But we, And we can talk a lot about that because it is a sore spot um, in, in coaching that we, we get kids ready for other people because parents will listen to somebody that does, they don't even know their last or middle name and somebody that has their kid's true interest at heart i.e. the longtime coach there, all of a sudden means nothing because we don't say what they want to hear. But um, oh, absolutely. story mm-hmm. for another time. Story for another time. But Shonda, as, as Dino's telling me, we got to go pay a couple more bills on a commercial coming up. Um, I want you to make sure that you uh, give the girls off the next time I'm in here. I'm going to let you know way ahead of time. Give them off. You're going to win 28 games anyways. So um, calm down that intensity. We come in here and have some fun on the radio. I will do. Thank you so much for having me. I okay. appreciate it. And I appreciate that. It's Shonda Bailey, the head ladies coach. And now, Shonda, you are 2-0, and correct? 3-0, 2-0? Well, technically we're 1-0. Gloucester asked to remove us from their basketball schedule this year. We wow. said no, and then they had the flu <laughs> our first game. Wow. You scared them. Yeah, they had the flu. She scared so them into sickness. Play them. Yeah, we didn't play that first game. So last night was our actual – First game, so we won that one. So you know, forfeit or not, you know, we're two and zero technically. So okay, well, look, we mm-hmm. wish you the best. We we know you're going to be. We're going to be talking definitely when Matt's here, anyways, on 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 the air, regardless. And when he's gone, the next time we're bringing you in. So keep us in mind. Continue winning, and I'll see you soon. Okay, thank you. Good luck to you this year too. Thank you, Shonda. All right, bye bye. Shonda Bailey, head women's coach, Hampton High School. If you've not seen that team play and you're a basketball fan, you better go see her play. They really they do a great job, and she's tremendous on that sign in her interactions with her kids. Hey, we're going to have to hurry up and take a quick break here on uh, High School Sports Talk 757, the Saturday edition right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Welcome back to those who've been listening and uh, those that are just joining us. Thank you for doing that. This is uh, Saturday Morning Sports Talk, 757 Saturday Morning Sports Talk style here on ESPN Radio 94.1. Yes, I am the coach, Ed Young. I am the lead voice today. Uh, my partner, Matt Hatfield, who normally is uh, a batting leadoff all the time on this show, is in South Carolina, Spartansburg, specifically upstate New York, uh, upstate South Carolina as uh, the lady 
Monarchs of Old Dominion will play upstate South Carolina tonight. And Matt will be joining us here pretty soon right now. I think he's in the pregame uh, meal with the team. Anywhere there's a free meal, Dino, Matt, Matt is there. Anywhere there's a free meal, a free giveaway, Hatfield is there. Everybody likes free food, right? And I'm not going to deframe because I would be there too. Especially if it's Italian, I'm there. If they put out a good spread, uh, hey, I'm there. Well, I'm, it, people out there right now, if if you uh, w- want me to come in and talk to your group or, or meet with your t- squad or whatever, free Italian food, I'm there. I'm there. Anybody else, I'm going to charge you a little bit of money. But anybody else, I will. Free food, I'm there. <clears throat> Speaking of free, because this guy isn't coming up here next, we got the um, – I'm not sure how I want to introduce him. He's He's been a longtime successful coach who decided to get off the sideline, which grumpled me because he still has too many good years left in him. But he made a little little bit of a career change. I think he went into athletic director, and I think he's also assistant principal. Now, now those are two of the biggest headaches you can have in high school, period. Athletic director and assistant principal. But he, I think he's doing both. He's also, if I'm not mistaken, director of Hoop Fest, and he's going to correct me if I'm wrong, which puts on some of the showcases, some of the really, really interesting show basketball, high school basketball showcases coming up. But I'm going to let James Pope explain all that, what all his titles are, and when eventually is he coming back to the sideline. James, are you out there? Yes, sir. I'm oh, here. How you doing, Coach? Yeah. I'm good, James. Was I right? Now, you long-time successful coach. How many years? Um, if you're talking about high school, I was on the sideline for five years. Well, let me take that back. As a varsity coach, I was on the sideline for five years. Uh, as a total, um, as an assistant uh, and JV coach, then it, you, you're talking uh, 11 years. Okay, so obviously you have way more years to be given us, but you decided not to. Is there any chance eventually you may come back to the sideline? High school wise, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, definitely, I, I definitely want to get back to the youth because I, I think a lot is missing in the youth when it comes to you know fundamentals. Uh, skill development. So I, I do want to go back to, to doing that because that's something I, I really love. Uh, I had a, had, you know, I had a pleasure to, you know, um, coach one of the guys that, that, that went through your program, uh, Jamal Boom. So that was great. So um, I definitely want to get back to that aspect. Uh, as far as high school, I, I think it's going to be hard uh, because of my career trajectory. But again, uh, who knows if, if I, if I have a change of heart and switch his career, careers, then I definitely would love to get back into coaching well, high school basketball. Well, you said something that's it's tremendous to me, and it's you want to work with the youth level because we need good people there. And I've said this for so many years, and I keep saying it. At that level, those young levels, those early elementary all the way up to JV, is where you need your star coaches, your, your Mike Krzyzewski's, your, your Tom Izzo's, your Dean Smith's, whatever you want to say, your James Pope, Mark Butts, first Colonial High School, uh, long-time successful coaches back at the middle school level after retiring as a high school coach. Those are the kind of guys. Larry Bowman, uh, very successful coach, high school girls coach, is is working middle school now. And that does my heart good because we need guys like you with those younger levels where it's not easy to get that fundamental stuff down. It's not all about you know ice cream and cake and uh, we'll play a little bit and then just go have fun. We want to have the fun part of it because it is a game. But you got to teach. And sometimes some of the younger levels, they don't really do a lot of teaching. They just let them play. So to hear that that's where you're working at does my heart good, and I, I feel good about that. Now, so currently you are assistant principal and athletic director at Surrey. Am I right or wrong? Yes, sir. You are You are correct. For the last three years, I've been the athletic director and assistant principal at Surrey County High School. 
you know, the smaller smaller school settings, um, you do get a you get some of that where um, you have a, um, a AP who's also doubles as athletic director. So I was uh, starting in 2015. I took over as just the athletic director, and then uh, during the pandemic years, uh, 2021 is when I took over as, as assistant principal as well as athletic director. Okay, so you've been on the administrative side now, and also, and you're right. Sometimes the smaller schools. You know, you're not dealing with 18, 19, 2,000 kids. You can kind of get by. But let, let let me let people know out there, being AD is a lot of work. Being assistant Absolutely. principal is a lot of work. Put them together. Absolutely. Put them together. I don't care where you're at. You need When you come home, you got to sit down for about 20 minutes and just collect thoughts because you're getting hit from all angles. And it's, and it's so many things are riding on what you're doing that you, there's really no time to rest doing the job. It's much later when you leave the job, but AD, you never leave the job because you got to be in a gym or on a field somewhere. And then as administrator, you got to be on a gym in a gym or on a field somewhere. So technically three o'clock, four o'clock, your job ain't over. It's almost just starting. No, no, sir. So mo- most days um, I'm, I'm usually here from seven forty-five to a lot of times, you know, 10 o'clock at night when the game is over and then, you know, I live in Suffolk. So that's another 45 minute drive. So, most times, wow. sometimes my days go from, uh, you know, around 7.45 to about 11 o'clock. And now, if you've taken on the added responsibility, you are now running some of the, um, I'm going to say hoop fest. Correct me. Get me all straight. Get all the people straight, and then we're going to get right into what's, what's coming all up right. next yeah. Saturday. Yes, sir. It's, it's called the Virginia Hoop Fest uh, Showcase Series. So what I kind of wanted to do was when I knew I was getting out of uh, coaching, you know, I, I kind of still wanted to be around. Uh, basketball, of course, uh, you know, I, I hosted various showcases here at the school uh, during my tenure as athletic director. Also, when I had my, my organization, Academy Prep Basketball, we did run some AAU tournaments. So, uh, you know, I, I love the atmosphere of being around the gym. Uh, I still am a gym rep, uh, so I, I love to stay in the gym. So during the pandemic, you know, I kind of – it came to fruition. I, I started thinking I started reaching out to some coaches. So the first one was originally going to start uh, the twenty. Uh, the 2020-2021 school year. But, of course, you know, a lot of things, uh, that's that year where everything got pushed back. So yes. I kind of scrapped it, and then I, I had the, the initial one was last year. We had a great showcase. Um, one was at Warwick uh, last year. We had we had a couple great battles. Verona participated. Of course, you know, they won uh, the, the state four, uh, the class four state championship. Lake Tuttle played Mitchville, you know, great coaches and, and athletes. And we had another great battle with uh, Norview and Woodside. Had a second session that was supposed to go on um, at um, Jamestown High School uh, in January of last year, but we had the snow, and it was it was going to be another epic battle. Um, John Marshall was playing Jamestown, which had um, you know Xavier Brown was going over to um, who plays at uh, JMU at this time, which brings full circle. So uh, comes back to this year, we actually are going to have six sessions this year. Um, so it kind of grew, you know, I, I, I use my, you know, my relationship with coaches to reach out. So the first event will actually be at Smithfield high school next Saturday. And when I mentioned Xavier Brown, uh, of course, Jamestown, uh, last year, their coach was, uh, coach Chris Brown, which is a head basketball coach at, um, Smithfield high school. So the first event will be at Smithfield high school next week. we got an awesome lineup. Um, you know, I partnered with Smithfield and their athletic director who's Pat Doolin, uh, which I, I knew from my time uh, coaching at Norview when he was at Churchland. So it was a small world. You, you know, the coaching circles are small. Uh, so we got a great – we got six games lined up. 
some great schools, Mintsville, Smithville, Lake Teller, um, you know, Greensville, Tom, uh, Thomas Jefferson, North Staff, Atlantic Shores, Jamestown, Lafayette. Um, also, what I want to do, coming from both sides, my time coaching at Norview and being from the, the 757, being from Norfolk, as well as being out here in Surrey, uh, one thing I wanted to do is, you know, touch more bases, um, you know, more, you know, more levels. So I do got a couple of showcases that will, you know, primarily feature, you know, the class one, the class two schools. So on January 14th, we have one going uh, down in uh, Cumberland, which we got a great lineup there. Uh, you know, with some great class one uh, powerhouses with Lancaster. You know, they got a um, they got a great team uh, over there. Uh, Alta Vista, Westmoreland, um, Alta Vista, Cumberland. A lot of those teams were in the class one state playoffs last year. So we got a great lineup. Um, December 10th starts off, kicks off at Smithfield. Uh, on December 28th, we'll be heading over to Norview. On January 7th, we're hosting one at Peninsula Catholic. And then again on the 14th, we're at Cumberland. On January 21st, we're at Westmoreland. And then we're going to finish up on January 28th back at Norview, um, you know, where you know where I met a couple great coaches, of course, uh, Coach Ricardo uh, Foster, coaches board, so we partnered well with them. Wow, so you've got a ton of these going on. We're going to we're going to highlight the first one coming up here on the 10th. Um, yes, and sir. that's the one we're going to look at. And then uh, as those other ones come up, please call us so that we can talk about that. Yes, um, uh, maybe the Saturday before, like we're doing now, so that we can highlight those um, to, to, to the crowds out there so people can go out and see what some of the games. I'm, I've just pulled up your schedule for the 10th. We're looking at um, – at 12.45, we have Atlantic Shores taking on Lafayette. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. Yes, yes sir. Um, at 2.15, it's North Stafford coming down to play Jamestown. 3.45, yes, Thomas Jefferson out of Richmond against Greensville County. 5.15, yes, we got sir. Denby Baptist taking on uh, uh, your school, Surrey County. And yes, 6.45, it's Indian River taking on Menchville out of Peninsula District, uh, Southeastern District, Peninsula District matchup. And then at eight fifteen, we got Lake Taylor out of Norfolk, the Eastern District, against uh, the host school Smithfield. So, uh, yes, sir. formidable lineup, some really, really good, strong teams, some decent players that are going to be in this. And if I'm seeing correctly, admission is ten dollars for the whole day. That's correct? Right. Yes, sir. Ten dollars okay. for the whole day. All right. And um, now, can they get tickets anywhere online? Is there somewhere where they can get contact you to get it, or is it strictly at the door? It's strictly at the door. Okay, so they just got to show up. I would recommend get there early. The gym opens at 12 noon. First tip-off is 12.45. You know, a lot of times people, James, a lot of people say, man, $10. I'm just coming to see uh, uh, my team Atlantic Shores play. Well, we understand that. And you may leave right after the game. But you can't charge different prices, different people, because somebody could say, well, yeah, I'm just going to come for the first game, pay $5, and stay to the very end. So it, Absolutely. it's just the way it is, people. It's it's how you have to do it. It's a, it's a showcase. There's a lot of games there. And if you're only coming for one, we would understand. But you got to stay and watch a few of these, especially teams you haven't seen. So pretty much standard, James, on all these, it'll be probably $10 for each of the um, events? Yes, all, all events are $10. We're going to honor all Virginia High School League passes. Um, so definitely, we definitely invite everybody to come out, uh, Smithfield, uh, the Packer Dome, as, as they call it, is going to be rocking. Um, uh, they got a great atmosphere, you know, uh, great little uh, city. So, you know, uh, you know, people from Smithfield as well as Surrey County is going to uh, definitely feel the crowd. So you get a great atmosphere for some great basketball. Well, like I said, it's a great idea. What you decided to do was to stay close to it, put on these showcase events, 
um, to, to, to do it. I might have to steal a, a page out of you when I decide to retire. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but uh, uh, it won't be way long in the future and, 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 and uh, either join you or put on some events too because it's a great way. There's so many teams out there that need to be showcased. There's so many players that don't necessarily get it. So what you're doing is a tremendous thing, and uh, hopefully next year I can uh, – you, you, you look at uh, Nazan River, try to get my squad into one of these. We'd love to play. Yes, sir. Well, look, James, we thank you for coming on. And, again, please contact us at, before we get you on with Matt and I when you have the next one coming up. We'll go over that lineup again and let people know they got to get out there and see it. Right now we're looking at December 10th, next Saturday, at Smithfield, Packer Dome, Pat Doolin's new home. Um, Chris yes, Brown's a new coach there, not the dancer-singer. Um, he can dance and sing, but he's not as good as that Chris Brown, but this guy can coach his butt off. They'll be taking on Absolutely. Lake Taylor at 8.15 in the feature game. Game start at 12.45. Um, contact James Pope at Surrey County to High School if you want to know the schedule. Contact me. Uh, we, we'll get you the schedule out, too. James, we appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you once again. I All appreciate right. it. Thanks, James. That right. was James Pope, the uh, director of the Hoop Fest uh, Classics uh, that uh, he's going to be putting on various times. He talked about December 28th, January 14th. Every Saturday in January, they're going to be somewhere a whole lot of basketball going on, and the first one is December 10th at Smithfield High School. With that, we will calm the uh, my voice down a little bit, take a little bit of break here on uh, 757 uh, Saturday Sports Talk right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Welcome back, 757 Saturday Sports Talk. I'm the coach, Ed Young, and my, my cohort, Matt Hatfield. Is Matt on, online? I am, on Ed. We just got – can you hear me? Is that Matt Hatfield out there? Is that him talking? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Let's, Dino, let's, let's, let's let him keep saying, can you hear me? I'll keep pretend we can't hear him. See, <laughs> see, you're going to be a jerk this morning. I see how you're, how you're operating. But uh, we just got done with breakfast here at, at our hotel, the one that I don't have the TV in my room. And nice, peaceful, good food. And next thing you know, I'm sitting there, almost spit up my wooden Cheerios. But anyhow, uh, I hear this big roar. They had the, the big screen TV in the lobby. A bunch of people hovered over it when the USA got the goal in the World Cup. And then you hear this big, oh, a few minutes later when they they uh, give up a goal. I think it's now 3-1, to one, Dino. Is that right? 3-1 uh, to one with uh, 89 minutes in. Uh, they're going to take a nail. Yeah, I think it, at that level, 3-1 to one is like 20-point lead in basketball. You, you're in trouble. You're well, in trouble. we've seen those get blown. Yeah, we have, but this is a different level. It's a different level. And the Netherlands is pretty doggone good. Though people don't have no clue where the Netherlands is. Isn't that in the north somewhere? North Pole? It's in the, it's in the Netherlands. What do you mean, where is the Netherlands? Yeah, I mean, where is it located on the globe? Do you know? I don't have a globe in front of me, so how am I supposed to show you? It's See, in, I, it's like I, I can't work in these part conditions. Of Europe. It's the northwestern part of Europe. Okay, there's a lot of stuff in the northwestern part of Europe. Where exactly? Well, I don't I have a globe, that. and nobody that's listening to us has a globe in their hand or right next to them. So how am I supposed to like give you a full description here? You are supposed to know these things. You are Matt Hatfield. Spanning right. spanning the globe. Right. He's supposed to be spanning yeah. the globe for to bring us. bring you the constant variety of sports. <laughs> right. The agony. See, that's the part i got to deal with, the agony of this guy. That's the problem. The agony of your defeats and the thrill of uh, my victories and Dino's victories. And how about A.J. Rister's as we get ready to fire up Week 13 NFL picks in the league where they play 
for pay. He is now six and six after an zero and five start. Real quick, guys, you want to take a stab? Not a stab, but take a guess where he's going for his pick today. Well, uh, I'm going to go. You know, he he go, he's been to that well many times. I'm guessing he's going to take the uh, Tennessee Titans. Okay. Okay. What about you, Ed? Do you think he's you think Richard's taking the Titans? Let me see. Tennessee's taking on Philly. They're down. They're what? They're four and a half dog. On the road. No, he's In not going to touch that. He's not touching that. He's well, Riss is doing the old Matt Hatfield trick. He's he's going with his going against his team so that if his team doesn't cover, he wins. And if his team covers, he's going to be happy. Or he could get the both part of the story because he's going against the Baltimore Ravens, who had a tough loss last week. Tell Ed about it. He knows as they lost 28-27 to Jacksonville uh, with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags rallying the win. So he is taking the Denver Broncos, who are all in disarray. Lyman yelling at Russell Wilson. What's going on here? Plus nine and a half. Rister's lock of the week. Broncos on the road to cover to nine and a half. Probably as a backdoor cover. And if they cover and the Ravens win, AJ will be happy and he'll be seven and six. So that is his pick for the week. So how we do this? I go because I went. Uh, I won last week. Ed'll take two. I'll take two. Ed'll get the last, and we'll we'll slice in Dino's dog in here. In between it, he's seven four and one on the year. Ed is fifteen and twenty one after an zero and three week. I am twenty thirteen and three. The picks are brought to you by nobody, but we're listening to any sponsors out there that want to join the party as we try to give you winners and sometimes losers each and every week here on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk. That is powered by Larry King Law. All right, my first selection of the week, guys. I was not going with the Denver Baltimore game, but my guy. Uh, Gianni the Greek. Yeah, I got, a, I got a Greek guy named Gianni who tells me this is the game this week to take. The Minnesota Vikings and the New York football Jets. The over-under I'm showing, Dino, do you, do you have it at 44.5 right now? I've got 44.5, correct. All right. If you noticed last week, Mike White had the Jets' offense looking quite all right. They were great. More than all right. They were just great. 31 points against the Bears. Uh, sorry, you know, your, your Chicago defense is still missing this guy. Yeah, but the, there. the Bears had no semblance of a pass rush whatsoever. I don't think uh, – I don't even think his jersey got wet. I, well, it did get wet because it was raining. I don't think his jersey <laughs> got dirty. Yeah, it didn't get dirty. Well, even if he doesn't duplicate the 22 of 28 for 315 yards and three touchdowns through the air, I think he can score enough. And more importantly, this Minnesota offense got back on track after the disappointing loss to Dallas. 33-26 on Thanksgiving night against the Pats. They have arguably the best receiver in football in Justin Jefferson and a top five running back in the league. Definitely a top ten running back in the league in Dalvin Cook. So I think this will go over the total of 44.5. Give me over 44.5 with the first pick of Minnesota and the Jets. And if you recall last week, I went over 48.5 last week on my first pick with the Chargers and the Cardinals, and we got it by a whisker, 25-24 bolts. Ed, you're up. Okay, I need I need a clarification. Since Rizzer took Denver, that game is off the board now. If I want to take Baltimore, I can't be even though he took Denver. Is that correct? You can. You can put a checker on a checker if you like. You just checker can't take checker. Denver and you can pick the over under. Okay. Let me take with all that in mind, let me take the Chargers. I see I wow. see that they're down one. Minus one, is that correct? Going wait. against your Raiders. I'm going against my Raiders with Risser's thinking. Wait, 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 wait. I'm showing plus two and a half now, Dino. If Ed wants them at minus one, that's bad value. Are they are they plus two and a half now? Yeah, Chargers are a road dog, plus two and a half. All right, give, give the Chargers. Yeah, give me the Chargers in the two and a half. I'll take Chargers two and a half against my Raiders. Even with the injuries. 
I'm taking with the injuries. I'm, again, it's my Raiders. Better stop Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. I want the Raiders to win, but I, and that again, reverse psychology. I, I, my picks are lousy to begin with, so I want the Raiders to win. So I'm taking the Chargers. Here's what's going here's to happen here, you know. He's going with the same reverse psychology logic that AJ's going, and it's going to blow up in Ed's face. And the Raiders <laughs> right. are going to end up, yeah. end up uh, winning. Wouldn't it be something if it works for Risser and uh, backfires against it. Ed? And, and then it's a conspiracy, 100. percent I've said it. You guys have the NFL fixed. I can't wait to go to court. All right. What? Well, your next pick. The, the next one, I'm going to go Baltimore. Is it? It's it. Is what's the spread now? Is it eight and a half still? It's nine. It's nine and a half. You're going to go Oppo Risser, which he'll love because that means that uh, the Ravens will win, not cover, and he'll win both ways. And you take an L. Dang, that's right. I can't. I can't do that. Do you All have right. faith in Chuck Clark, the Kingsport grad on defense for Baltimore, and that Baltimore defense, which has been better but still leaky in the fourth quarter of games? Yeah, see, that's what's that's what makes me nervous. Nine and a half is a lot of points. But you he know what? He seven tackles last week. Does he have another guy's running make tackles? I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to let it roll. Give me Baltimore, nine and a half, down. Give, me, give it to me. There you have it. So, well, here's what I'm going to do before Ed steals another dog because he's taking one of yours, Dino. I'm, I'm going to let you slide in here with your Dino dog before I take a pick. I take my next two picks, and Ed gets the last pick. So it gives him one less dog to try to steal from you. Who's your Dino dog of the week for week 13? Well, this particular dog is a home dog. Six and four in their last ten against the spread against this opponent. And let me just say, since the start of the 2019 season, Patrick Mahomes has a record of 33-3 in the months of November, December, and January. However, he's 0-2 against the Bengals and 33-1 against everyone else. Yes, I'm going Joe Burrow and the Bengals at home as a dog. They are getting 2.5 points at home against KC. Ooh, that's interesting. 425 kickoff tomorrow. Cincinnati, remember, they started the season 0-2. Everybody was writing them off. Well, they're now 7-4 and and playing much better football. I like them in this game against the Chiefs. Going with Joe Burra and the Bengals, as James Carville will be happy with his old LSU QB, who's done great things. And uh, that Cincinnati offensive line holds up. They can pull it off against KC again. So there's Dino's dog with the week here, two plus 2.5 two to try to get to 8 Four and one on the year as we give you the pick three selections and more here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio 94.1. 22 days away from Christmas on this first Saturday, December edition of 2022. The gift that keeps on giving. All right, let's see. Where do I go with my next selection? I gave you an over. I might now head to an under. The Washington football team, led by former ODU great Taylor Heineke, they have been red hot. I'm not quite sure they're going to win this week against the Giants, who are desperate for a win and need to get a victory, but their offense is just anemic at times. They don't have receivers. I'm not all that confident that Washington's offense will put up big points. Plus, both of these defenses are pretty good. The over-under is 40.5 right now. Give me under 40.5. I think the defenses will come to play with Big Blue, the G-Men, and the Washington football team. They're getting healthier on defense is Washington. They had that big red zone stand last week at the end of the game. They got a guy that once played in the 7-5-7 in Jonathan Allen, who played his freshman year at Western Branch High School before finishing up at Stonebridge and then going on to Alabama. And you also have more ODU flavor with O'Shane Zimenez for the Giants. So I keep it all here in the 7-5-7, under 40.5 for the Giants and the Washington football team, once known as the Commanders, once known as the Redskins. They're now the 
team that Taylor Heineke leads. And I thought about taking the Giants on a third pick and going double up in this game, but I won't do that. For my last selection, I am going to go to Monday Night Football and a desperate team that is coming off a loss that they gave away in overtime last week to the Cleveland Browns. You can't lose to the Browns and the Saints in back-to-back weeks and expect to be a playoff team, especially with the schedule upcoming. Next week at San Francisco, and then December 18th hosting the Bengals. This is a must-win spot for Tampa Bay, which finally conquered its regular season demons against the Saints back in Week 2, a 20-10 to doubling up of New Orleans. Remember, in that game, Tom Brady and company got the offense right it up. They were down early in that game to New Orleans, came back with a great, great fourth quarter. Uh, in fact, they scored 20 unanswered in that game in the second half. Give me Tampa against the Saints. Uh, do you know, is it three and a half for Tampa in this game? It is Tampa Bay minus three and a half. The hook scares me a little bit, but take it anyways. At home, I think they win by a touchdown, not a field goal. So give me Tampa minus three and a half for my last selection to go with under Giants, Washington, and over Vikes, Jets. Ed, the floor is yours for the last selection. Well, I'm torn, so I need some tape. Um... I'm looking at two games. I'm looking at the Seattle Rams game, Pittsburgh-Atlanta. I think I'm going Seattle. Am I right, Dino? Minus seven? Uh, Seahawks are minus seven at the Rams. At the Rams with no Aaron Donald, if I'm not mistaken. No No Stafford. No No Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. Um, No Cooper Cup. I think the Rams are finished, so... I'm going to say this, and here, watch what happens. Give me Seattle, minus seven. Doggone Rams will end up winning by ten. Okay. That's what's going to happen. Guaranteed. But give me Seattle, minus the seven. So, so to recap, Ed's going Seahawks, minus the seven in L.A. against the uh, sliding Rams. He's taking Baltimore, minus nine and a half against the Denver Broncos to try to redeem themselves for last week's loss against Jacksonville. Oh, by the way, Rister trying to get the seven and six is taking Denver, plus the nine and a half. Chargers plus the two-and-a-half is his first pick against the Raiders, his team. Meanwhile, I've got Tampa Bay minus three-and-a-half in New Orleans against the Saints. Hope they're the Aints. Under 40-and-a-half with Giants, Washington, and over 44-and-a-half with Vikings, Jets, while Dino's dog is Cincinnati plus two-and-a-half against the red-hot sizzling Kansas City Chiefs, the picks for a week number 13 in the National Football League. And well, we're just about out of time here, Ed. What is on your agenda for the weekend? got to go watch some basketball. Uh, our JV team is in a showcase up at the Bowie Sportsplex, the Route 60 uh, Invitational. Um, there's some some high school games, uh, varsity games up there also. So uh, going to do a little scouting. Uh, there's a team up there that we play this week, so uh, Nandua, so I'm going to watch them play, uh, see some other people play, and then uh, it's going to be pr- pretty much a full day of basketball. So like me, you anticipate next week at Old Dominion for our show, we'll have Maury versus Highland Springs and Freedom versus Fairfax in the state finals? Yes. Okay. And the final four will be Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, and TCU? Or do you think someone else slides in there? TCU wins. They're definitely in. Uh, as, as an undefeated, you have to put them in. If they lose to Kansas State, uh, do we look at LSU? I still say we're no, Southern Cal. no. You Where keep leaving out Alabama. They call them the Crimson Tide. They call them Deacon Blues to go Steely Dan. They're gonna they're gonna sneak in. Watch TCU lose today, big. There's well, my pick. Bold pick. Well, we'll see what happens. And and and, and the sad note: the U.S. loses to Netherlands three to one. All right, that's gonna do it for seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. Keep it tuned right here for Old Dominion Women's Basketball coming up at two thirty with the pregame, and then tonight. 
Ted Alexander and Dave Torzik have ODU men against Norfolk State. For Dino Franz and the coach Ed Young, I'm Matthew Hatfield. Thanks for keeping it locked and loaded to ESPN Radio 94.1.